Tomahawk, my little flute benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully, and today we have a very special episode sure because do. we are uh, doing a little promo work here for the Philadelphia Unnamed Film Festival. Yep. So we have uh, Madeline Kessner and Ken Hanley. Uh, the founder and programmer, respectively, for uh, the Unnamed Film Festival, which is coming up this weekend. And so you definitely want to check it out, so yep. we uh, put in a little time with them. Yeah, it'll be uh, Thursday through Sunday this coming weekend, if you're listening to this now. Uh, and uh, they got 40 films coming up, and we have a quick, kind of awesome conversation with them uh, about last year's festival and what we can expect out of this year's festival, which you'll hear right now. So check out uh, unnamedfilmfestival.com. And uh, make sure you pick up a ticket, and uh, if you're not excited, uh, you're going to listen to this interview and you're going to get real excited. You will be. Because these are some really wonderful film nerds who uh, are doing a really great thing for both genre film and for our city. Yeah. So it's it's worth checking out. And I'll tell you what, it can also be an I like to movie, movie, meet and greet. Dan and I are pretty much going to be there all weekend. That's true. We were were there last year and we really loved it. We're taking it over. Yeah. Uh, If you want to come hang out with us, come say hi. Absolutely. And uh, enjoy Madeline and... uh, Ken. Ken. I wanted to call him Dan. It's close. Your name is Dan. My name is Dan. His name is Ken. His name is Ken. Enjoy Madeline and Ken. All right. So uh, coming up, uh, it's actually going to be this week. We uh, Philadelphia is now hosting the Philadelphia Unnamed Film Festival. And with us, we have the founder of the Philly Unnamed Film Festival, Madeline Kessner. Yes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. Hi, Madeline. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, also joining us is Ken Hanley. Referred to as Puff Daddy, uh, since uh, Philadelphia Unnamed Film Festival goes by Puff. He's the programming coordinator and uh, one of the marketing directors for uh, Puff 2017. Welcome, Ken. Hi, Ken, it's a pleasure to be here. You were even more excited than the last time I did this intro and didn't record it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and we're having you guys both on the show because, uh, what is it, about a month from now? What, are the, what is the actual date? It's October? It's, it's in a week. It's, it's, it's this week. week. Holy it's shit, it's, it's in a this, week? It's this upcoming weekend. I thought it was weekend. after my next vacation. <laughs> no, no, no. It's this upcoming yes. weekend. Um, <laughs> starting are you, Thursday. Are you guys coming? Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll both be there. I just uh, had my weeks all back. I'm literally going on two <laughs> vacations in like three weeks, so I'm, I'm all turned around. On my dates. Yeah, well, it starts on the 28th of September, which uh, at the point of speaking to you right now is in six days, uh, is our opening night. Holy shit. Um, and we run through October 1st, so it would be Thursday through Sunday uh, next weekend. That's exciting. Uh, so this is uh, this will be the second year for Puff. Indeed. And so I've got to ask, where did this idea begin? I think, uh, I, think I would be the best one to answer this question. Absolutely. Um, so... So, uh, Puff in general, all right, uh, um, well, a little bit backstory on Puff. Uh, Madeline and I, uh, we both were writers for Fangoria. Uh, I was editor-in-chief at one point. She was my managing, managing editor. And we've been to plenty of film festivals around the globe. Uh, and we really like film festivals. We love film. We're big movie people. Especially love genre film. So one day we decided, well, I didn't decide it. Madeline and uh, her friend Alex Gardner. Alex, Alex Gardner is yeah. the other Alex, founder. Alex Gardner, yes, a very real person. Uh, <laughs> these two people 
on a collab. They were like, we're going to do a film festival. And so the original idea for Puffs was that we were going to go to all the film festivals and get all the good films from those festivals and put them in our festival and call it, now that's what I call a film festival volume one. <laughs> that's incredible. And then, you know, because honestly, why do you have to sit all the other films at the film festival that people aren't watching? You just listen to the ones and watch the ones. But now we wish to do that. But also watch the ones that are from the good ones, the good films. From so the, you do the, the hard ones. work for us. So, yeah. And just yeah. pick the cream of the crop. Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, what happened with this idea is uh, so uh, basically, the people who own the copyright for now, that's what I call, uh, said, you can't do that. That's illegal. You're infringing on our copyright. And then even more so, were like, what are you doing? You can't show our films. Those films have already been released. So we were like, oh, what are we supposed to do now? What are we supposed to go on a film festival? And that's why it's the Philadelphia Unnamed Film Festival. And we got these great movies and stuff. And yeah, I, I think that, that really speaks volumes. Okay, I think that, that based on true. your based none on your enthusiasm alone, I don't know why anybody would turn down your request to show <laughs> their film. You're bubbling over. I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a, a brilliant okay, story. Okay. What's it, d- yeah. Madeline? Do you have any like real details you could feed us yeah, now? Can, can you rebut this crazy story? Yeah. Yeah. The real the real thing is, so my my good friend Alex Gardner, who's the the other co founder. Uh, and I were talking about how we wanted to do a film festival and how there wasn't one that was really showing good genre movies in Philadelphia anymore. Uh-huh. And so we started doing monthly screenings at a place called Cinemug. Oh, yes. Um, just to kind of see if anyone would, would come out to them. And people did. Uh, and it was really exciting. So we kept telling them we're doing a film festival. <laughs> and they were asking for more information. And we were, you know, writing emails and PR and all this. We didn't know what the film festival was called, so we kept just saying uh, an unnamed film festival, you know, that will later be named. <laughs> and then we just kept calling it that and just decided that was what it was going to be called. So it's just really a, a passion project. And, uh, and then How serendipitous we brought Ken on to, to help find movies. <laughs> yeah. He's also become the, uh, um, the false historian of the festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, I mean... <laughs> Certainly, that story is uh, better than the one you just told, but I, I prefer having the uh, the factual details from you. Yeah, I know. I feel like I've been a little bit overshadowed by <laughs> my. Uh, now that's what I call so <laughs> Now I yeah, understand. Honestly, I think my story should be better, and it should be canonized. I mean, what would you rather see? Would you rather see Beetlejuice, or would you rather see a movie about people moving into a dead couple's home? Ah. <laughs> uh? Very true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fair. There you go. Honestly, they both sound pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch them. <laughs> Fair point well made, though. And so, from what I understand, you, you guys are not in Philly right now. Are you from Philly? Is that why Philly became the location of Puff? Um. Well, Alex lives in Philly. Okay. I was living in New Jersey at the time, although I'm uh, very hard to keep track of because I am constantly moving. And I'm currently in San Francisco, where I'm talking to you from. I'm standing right outside of George Lucas's house. Wow! Well, cool. <laughs> and uh, hey, can you tell George I said hello, and I don't regret any of his prequels. I'd like to talk to him about them. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you. I will say that to him, but he might start weeping, which is like something he tends to do. <laughs> um, 
but uh, but yeah, I'll I'll let him know you said that. Thank you. The next time I run into him in the hallway of his home. Thank you. Uh, my favorite Star Wars prequel is Red Tails. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm going to call bullshit because I understand he doesn't live in a home. He lives in a ranch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where I am. I'm at the LucasArts. Actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He lives up in the redwood trees that surround the ranch. Uh, also, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think George Lucas works there anymore. I think he does a whole lot of money. Yeah, that's true. Oh, no, he does not work here. He just stays. <laughs> okay. I really think he just, I, when I picture him, I picture him just, he's always in a golf cart heading somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just universally, at all times, he's just in a golf cart heading to something probably important, but he's not going to stop and tell me what it is. Yes, I think that's true. <laughs> so, what can we uh, what what can we look forward to for this year's lineup? Is there anything specific that you'd like to give a shout out to? Um. Well, okay. So I'll tell you. Last year we showed six features, all indie genre films. Um, we've expanded this year. We're showing ten. Awesome. Uh, all of them are amazing. I'm obsessed with all of our movies. <laughs> uh, and then we're doing all the short slots again. So we have about 30-some-odd uh, short films. So 10 features and 30 shorts. So we got 40 movies that you can watch uh, over the course of a long weekend. Um, and our features, we have like uh, an indie sci-fi movie uh, by a female director uh, called Imitation Girl. Cool. which is Lauren Ashley Carter as, as an alien and a porn star. There are two of her. The alien takes a porn star's form. And it's just, like, Sold. beautiful, like, little science fiction film about life. Um, that sounds too, awesome. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, it is. I, I hope you guys make it up for it. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm obsessed with every movie we have. Yeah, but, like, it ranges all the way to we're showing a Icelandic supernatural drama called Rift. Mm. Um about a, a gay couple in Iceland that are haunted by the ghost of their dead relationship. And that, oh, is, that wow. movie is just gorgeously shot and, uh, um, and in Iceland. So, like, subtitled, uh, two, we're showing a movie called Terrifier, which is a murderous clown film. Oh, I saw you... Our, I saw you tweet yeah. about this in response to the, uh, the very positive it reactions that you had uh, Terrifier oh, yeah. on the oh, docket. Oh. Hands down, easy. Terrifier's yeah. better than it. Oh, awesome. Like not even an argument. I am uh, so excited to see it. That's Art, high praise. I'm yeah. pumped. Art, yeah. Art the clown. Art the clown would probably just kill Pennywise. <laughs> I think Pennywise wouldn't stand a chance. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think on a lot of levels, Terrifier really hits that sweet spot between it and the Bye Bye Man. Oh. Where it's a right, right there in the middle, perfect movement of film. I'm glad yeah. somebody just um, referenced "Bye Bye Man" and "Perfect" in the same sentence. We'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Listen, if we're gonna get into "Bye Bye Man" right now, we'll get into "Bye Bye Man." <laughs> I did and see that's "Bye Bye Man." That's not the reason why I brought it up, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, another thing about our film festival that you might not know is every single feature is accompanied by a Q and A with the "Bye Bye Man." <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> But see, I, that's, I feel like that's dangerous because once you know his name, <laughs> there's no escaping it. Yeah, that's yeah. why we invited him to the festival because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think one really important thing when we were discussing the organization of this year's festival is for the Q&As that as soon as our guest uh, picks up the microphone, 
uh, we're gonna have somebody edit the footage so that their eyes roll back <laughs> and distort the voice, and they go, "Bye, bye, Baron." So I want to give you guys a chance to talk more about this year's movies, but I, I thought maybe for our listeners' sake and and to kind of you know help you guys with the plug. So Dan and I were at Puff last year, uh, and I know I think I saw every feature you guys put on last year. I think you saw most of them, right, Dan? I saw the feature days. I I didn't make it to the short film on the Thursday night programming. Oh, yes, I was there for that. But the rest too. I was able to see, and I still talk about two two of the movies: uh, Egomaniac and We Go On. Yep. Are, are they have Hell stuck yeah. with me? They, they were both so. Fun. I mean, every movie had had its charms, but those two, those are the ones that I kind of uh, just started telling the world about. We go on in Karate Kill. I continue <laughs> oh, yeah. to tell people about because I, I think they're both like just excellent movies that you guys gave me the unique opportunity to see. I haven't seen those movies necessarily written about other places. I haven't seen them featured other places, and I thought they were both like great, exciting movies that deserve a platform. Uh, which Puff gave to me, which was great. And I think it's exciting that just yeah. after one year of you know a pretty successful small film festival in Philadelphia where you had the right lineup of movies where it got kind of our little film community talking about them and writing about them, this year you're coming out with stuff that I'm already seeing people write about. Tragedy Girls is all over the internet right now, and it's one of the films featured yeah. on your festival this year, which I think is super exciting for you guys that you were able to, yeah, to pick I up stuff it. like that after one year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, what, what, uh, Ken, would you like to say something ridiculous? <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say something really honest and say that this year, as compared to last year, last year, we really got a lot of stuff that we had seen in other festivals that we really didn't, you know, uh, see a lot of love for. And this year, what we did was we really shot for the moon. We had a lot of confidence. We went out of the gate. We went for some really cool, different, big titles. Uh, so, of course, we got something, we got a very nice mix of films this year. I absolutely think, uh, you know, we have stuff that has played other places like Terrifier and Tragedy Girls, but we've also got some really cool sort of uh, less seen films as well, uh, including uh, a couple films that I will a bit later, but I'll let, uh, I'll let Madeline uh, take over this answer now. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, that you kind of got our goal, which was we wanted to find stuff that we really liked that wasn't getting screened very much. Yeah. Um, uh, and so we did that again this year, but then we also, you know, while while we're out and while we've got this film festival, can we show something like Tragedy Girls too? Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, it turns out we, we can. A <laughs> couple um, attention grabbers I, too, I which is great. Yeah, so it's like we've got these, like, Imitation Girl hasn't played on the East Coast yet. Right. Um, it's going to be their East Coast premiere. They think they've played, like, once or twice in the States prior. They've played um, in Europe a couple times, but, like, the whole cast and crew hasn't had a chance to see the movie in a theater yet. Whoa. So, like, they're all driving out from New York to see it. So, like, it, awesome. Imitation Girl doesn't have too many places that it's screened yet. So that's, like, you know, something I really, really want to show to people. But then... Tragedy Girls um, and, and Assholes, for example, like those are going to be out in a few months mm -hmm. um, and maybe aren't going to get the best theatrical run because they're so offbeat and right. they're genre movies and they're different. And they probably wouldn't screen in Philadelphia. Right. So we also wanted to be a platform for movies that people in Philly want to see in a theater and there isn't a theater showing them. Yeah. So, yeah, big, small as long as it's fucking awesome. That's the goal. Show awesome movies to awesome people in an awesome city. Well, and I think you've tapped into uh, a, 
a growing market. There's there's kind of a a, a film nerdery that is uh, starting to really uh, burgeon in Philly. Yeah, and so more and more, I mean. Within walking distance of where we sit right now, there are what five movie theaters, probably three of which show you know relatively indie programming, mm-hmm. and so there's enough yeah. of an audience to sustain that, uh, both mainstream and underground stuff. And then there's also you know even like Philomoca Underground yeah. Theater, you know they play stuff on their roof. So you know, you've really come at a kind of the best time to do this because. I, mm-hmm. I see it as just this is an opportunity to see all of these weird things that I'm going to tell people about and they're going to think I'm crazy, yeah. but but they do indeed exist and they <laughs> they they were indeed in front of us. And yeah. I also yeah the the venue this year mm-hmm. is at the Drake the Presenium oh, Theater yeah. at the Drake. Mm-hmm. So that is mm-hmm. a that is a new venue. Uh, would you care to speak on on how we how you landed there? Um. Well. I mean, it's a playhouse, actually. So, like, mm-hmm. it's been there a while. They've always had that theater in the bottom of the old Drake Hotel, which mm-hmm. is now condominium. Right. But, like, the only thing that happens in there is place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we did maybe the same thing we did last year, which is we just started walking in every place that we could in Philly. Like, me and Alex just went out on foot. Yeah. And we're like, oh, let's just walk in here and see if we think we could do a film festival in this space. And, uh, and I mean, last and year you guys were those. above a bar. Like that was the. I know we were. It was a and don't forget it was also a night to get restaurant. <laughs> yes, yeah. It was just to get food. Uh, but I just think that's like that's right. kind of an amazing that like again just talking about like from one year to the next, your first year to your second year, mm-hmm. you went from having to play these movies above a bar to in a legitimate theater yeah. in Philadelphia and a cool space too. Like the Drake is a very well known building in Philly that has just been remodeled and people are excited that mm-hmm. that has happened, you know? So I, I think that's, um, yeah. I don't know. That's all pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're, we're psyched. I actually, this space was one that I found. And when we walked in there um, and we saw like, it's got this huge lobby and we're going to be doing an art show in the lobby that's being put together by jerks Productions, who like they're a local art collective in Philly. So they submitted a short film to us last year and again this year and showed up to a bunch of our events and we were like, we really like you guys and you do these art shows. Do you want to do an art show in our lobby during the film festival? And so we wound up partnering with them. Like another thing where we want to get silly people who are doing creative stuff together. Um, That's but right, really we cool. walked in that venue and I fell in love with it and I'm like, we're doing it here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were they pretty receptive Which to it? Nobody... When... Like, since they, they're just a theater the, space? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody thinks we're crazy <laughs> when we show up spaces and we, like, say what we are and, like, what we do. They're always like, oh, is that real? Like, are you, <laughs> like, lying to us right now? Is this a con somehow? And we're like, no, we answer is yes. We are fraudulent. <laughs> <laughs> we are a fraudulent organization. <laughs> we're called, now that's what I call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to know the other festivals. We're the only festival. We're the only one. There's never been another. This is the first time anyone has ever attempted something like this before. (laughs) More than one movie in a day, day, unheard of. Back in the day, you had to get to the theater at 10 a.m. and buy six tickets in a row. and just spend your whole day at the movie theater. doesn't even matter. Yeah. Can I tell you guys something that's, like, totally unrelated to what we're talking about? Absolutely. Please. There is a child dressed up as Sonic the Hedgehog running around a pond right now. Like, I'm just watching him. (laughs) 
Is it? Can, he is going real fast. Yeah. He's going so fast. Is he like? Ha, does he stop every once in a while and roll up in a ball and and like dig a little bit in the dirt and then zip off? Yeah, yeah. And then I don't like it. Really it's off brand. It's off brand. It should be Frogger. <laughs> it should be Frogger. <laughs> I love it. He's old school. All right, anyhow. Uh, yes, our venue is amazing. It's huge. We can bring our biggest screen in because we are a like DIY um, like film group. Yeah. So we bring all our own equipment, change the space into a movie theater. This space is big enough that we can fit our largest screen. That's exciting because uh, so I remember that was one of your maybe struggles last year was was getting a big oh, screen yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, and that was our smallest screen, and it went from all the way from the floor all the way to the ceiling, and there were subtitles on some of our movies. And we were trying as hard as we could to angle the chairs in a way where if you were sitting behind someone, you could still see. I seem but to remember this. there was no guarantee yes. of it. Yeah. I seem to remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember year, moving from the back year, to the very, very front uh-huh. because I was like, wait a minute, I yeah. think I'm missing half this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, I, it's like Karate Kill where I see you guys like right at the front of the Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was where I napped through Karate Kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not meant to be a comment but, um, on Karate Kill. That feels like an no, impossibility. No, Karate Kill rules. It, it was just very late at night. It was super was late. I had too many drinks during the other 45 movies we watched and I slept through Karate Kill. Yeah, I watched it the next day and had a great do. time. Wait, actually, I think that yeah, might be a little bit your fault, tough. Madeline, because you said before Karate Kill that now is the time yeah. to start drinking heavily. Yeah. And I, I took your advice to heart and then napped through Karate Kill. Hey, dude, were you listening to me intro every movie prior to that? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <"That's phrase." laughs> that's what I say. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yeah, that's another thing we make. Uh, we, it is, it is a part of our mission statement that you can drink. <laughs> oh, that's good. So that was what you had to present to the Drake. You had to be like, okay, we want to bring our biggest movie screen in here. We want to put it on your stage. The weirdest people in Philadelphia are going to be here, and you have to let them all drink. Well, I will say this. Yep. My girlfriend's an actress, and so she does plays at the Drake regularly, and they're oh, pretty hey. cool with drinking. <laughs> okay. That's like, yes, I, from what I understand about the world of theater, is that like it is it is on a cellular level bonded with alcohol. <laughs> and so uh, I'm glad to see that that stretching into film as well. Yeah, I mean, genre film, you could probably yeah. say the same thing about. Absolutely. So it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there's a, a bar in the lobby, um, and then we've got a uh, hundred stadium seats, so like yes. you will never awesome. miss a subtitle. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, theater is super comfortable. It's just, it's like such a cool space. I'm like really excited that we got it. <laughs> I'm excited to spend yeah. a, a whole weekend there with you guys again. Because oh, yeah. I, I, I got to say, so like, yeah. I, I thought two of the really exciting things about Puff last year that were unique to me. I haven't been to a lot of film festivals, but one was you guys had a lot of people that worked on the movies actually at the festival to talk about their movies, to be interviewed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been to festivals where you see a little bit of that, but at least here on the East Coast, I don't see that like a lot where like almost every movie has some representation from the cast mm-hmm. or crew. Well, and I think, too, lots of times when you do see Q&As happen around here, there's a level of separation with the crowd. Yeah. Where it, it doesn't, it almost doesn't feel like they're there because it's like a moderated panel. Right. And there's some sort of, you know, divider between the audience and that. And that, that was very much not the case with Puff. Yeah, yeah it felt very intimate yeah. with your creators last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's also, we want to show movies that are made by people that we think are cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, another thing to add to that is that the, the booth that 
with uh, especially with this year, I think it's pretty safe to say I think this year we have even more representation from oh, the future yeah. films. Like people are flying, oh, which is insane. We got and then, uh, people coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we I think we took a very firm stance with this year in that we really wanted to put the filmmakers first. Yeah. Uh and then what I demanded from Madeline is then afterwards we also pushed the pro wrestling. Because we will have former WWE superstar Gene Snitsky there oh, to promote his film. Yes, he's got a he's, and we are very excited because I'm not sure if you know this about him. He's six foot eight. Wow. He's, he's taller than he's your smallest movie screen. You needed to get the Drake so you yeah. could house him. Yeah. Yes, we, we're hoping he will cut a promo on one of the <laughs> filmmakers in attendance, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. That is oh, crazy. my goodness. I, I hope that it happens so I can say I witnessed it. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, but just to do a quick rundown of our talent this year. Absolutely. So we have cast and, cast and crew from Imitation Girl, um, including the director. Uh, uh, Fire, yeah. one of the actresses, will will be at the festival. Fingers crossed, she can make it for a Q and A after Terrifier, but she will be there. Cool. Um, on Friday night, I know we've got our bazaar block, and we're expecting some filmmakers from from the short. Mm, good. Um, on Saturday, we have more shorts that we're expecting filmmakers from, and then we're showing a serial killer movie that's kind of got uh, notes of Silence of the Lambs. Uh, mm. It's probably the scariest thing at the fest, and if you liked, we go on. Last year, Love Charismata that. is my recommendation. This year, um, the director is coming out for that, and it's also it's a British movie, so he's coming out from the UK, which rules. Whoa, um, that's pretty yeah, big. And then our, our, yeah, I know. I'm so psyched, and they've been so humble. Um, and I'm like, do you know how good your movie is? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what that one's called again, Madeline. Amazing? Tell me what that one's Charismata? called. Charismata. Charismata. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Serial killer. Very, very spooky. Uh, and then our late night on Saturday is a movie. Um, Say that again. You cut out there. Ruined me. Ruined me. Say the title again, Madeline. We lost that. Ruined me. Oh, oh, that's the title. I thought you said it ruined me. <laughs> ruined me. That is no, the title. Got it. I wasn't asking someone to do that. <laughs> no, I th- oh, I literally thought you said the title, we lost it, and then you were like, it ruined me. It ruined me. <laughs> no, no, that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> Got it. But anyhow, that's it's like a um, girl who's not that into horror gets dragged by her boyfriend on this uh, like extreme horror excursion where called Slasher Sleepout, where they have to spend a night in the woods solving puzzles and being stalked by killers and then it goes horribly wrong as these things tend to do it is a um, horror movie but oh yeah it is and it's sort of like a throwback like 80s slasher oh um, i love it real, yeah i'm super excited for this one um if you like like the tone of dead body yeah i was gonna say you of, had one kind of like that last year that's what uh, dead, dead body was great yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we are, we have notes that we like to hit, um, <laughs> and like one is say, this year. Slasher. This yeah. year has a lot of films that sort of echo uh, last year's films. I think. Um, I mean, uh, I absolutely care as much sort of echoes. Uh, we go on, um, yeah. and uh, you know, we have a film called Hundred Acres of Hell that Mental will get to in a second. I think that sort of. I thought it was a bit in terms of tone with Karate Kill. Uh-oh. And I think uh, our closing night film, Night Creep, uh, I think is really going to appeal to those who love Night of Something Strange. 
Uh, oh. Night of Something Strange and a- no, Assholes is our Night of Something Strange. Actually, I guess they both are. But like, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're looking at Night of Something Strange for the gross out, like you're going to get that from Assholes. Assholes is disgusting. Well, I just <laughs> looked up Assholes so on my phone. If you tone, you get there yeah. with like creep. <laughs> the the but, plot uh, description yeah. to Assholes, according to IMDb, is Ada and Aaron are literally assholes. That's the whole <laughs> plot description. Sold. Sold. God, you're going to love it. If you like that plot description, you're going to love this movie. <laughs> Looking at this poster is insane. The poster has shit on it. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Madeline, I think you skipped over on Saturday, Saturday morning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we are going, or not morning, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, what am I saying? Uh, the first film is uh, a documentary called Spookers from uh, New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I'm very excited that we can finally share, I think it finally came out either today or yesterday, uh, we're going to be showing that in tandem with Shudder, uh, the streaming service. Uh, they yeah, Shudder bought that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the, they are presenting it at our festival. Uh, we wish we could have maybe reveal that information a little bit earlier, but we are very happy to have them along and uh, have their participation with this year's pub. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a super sweet movie. That's like our family-friendly one. It's a documentary on a sort of like um, very good cult-haunted house out in New Zealand uh, that was uh, put together in a um, defunct psychiatric institute. Whoa. So it's like just a super spooky place and and the actors are like super dedicated and people fly all the way to New Zealand to go there. Um, and the movie is basically just the director wanted to understand why the actors liked doing this. <laughs> so he spent a lot of time with them and sort of like let them be themselves like in costume. Yeah. Um, and it's just like super sweet and, and, and moving and um, that's not really violent. Cool. So that's one you can bring people who don't like bar movies too yeah. even though it's still kind of got this horror aspect to it because it's full of zombies and clowns and stuff but yeah, yeah. Spookers is super nice uh, and yes yeah. yeah, Shudder picked it up so they that's really exciting because Shudder is yeah. like I mean it, for uh, I'm sure anybody listening to our show is very aware of Shudder as a service that has become sort of as far as I know like the kind of like leading niche streaming service for movie mm-hmm. fans. It's really the only one that I can think of that actually leans into a niche. Right. Sort of like, you know, like a film struck that goes, you know, artsy-fartsy. Yeah, yeah. To, to lean into horror is such a uh, kind of a unique thing. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah, pretty another, exciting. Another note about Shadow that uh, I think uh, that's a direct connection to Puff is that they, uh, I believe they put out uh, We Go On last year. I they did, yeah. yeah. They distributed We Go On, too. Uh-huh. That's exciting. I didn't yeah. even know that they did that. That's really exciting. That's cool, yeah, too. So, yeah, go check it out. It's great. Mm-hmm. We go on yeah. to one of those movies that um, if I was an outsider and I just had Shudder and was flicking through and just put it on on a lark only to be blown away by it, yeah. like that's that's perfect. Yeah. And I think that actually speaks yeah. to what I am most looking forward to this year is that I, I went into Puff last year with very little preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect. And uh, came out of it, you know, kind of just just reeling over over all this like quality film that I had seen. Yeah, that honestly I probably would not have heard of otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the good it follows. Like if it follows was a good movie, it would be we go on. We're we're no, gonna we're gonna have to it. we're gonna have to bury you under our podcast when this is done for uh, for disparaging that wonderful movie yeah. in such a way. Listen, Huge it follows fans over it here. Follows, it follows was the best music video of the year, <laughs> hands down. 
I'm hands certainly down. not going to. But as a film. As a what? It's no, we go on. We go on fucking right <laughs> before. Basically telling the same story. So. Well, there All you right, go. So okay. wait, let's, let's so. We Go On does have the edge um, that it has Mr. Clamp from uh, Gremlins 2. That's right, yeah. It does have Mr. Clamp. (laughs) Okay, back to Roommate. Let's get back. Yes. So the director, uh, at least one member of the cast, and a bunch of crew members are coming out for for Roommate. Awesome. Um, So that'll be another another one where there's there's a a Q&A after, and they seem cool as hell. Um, And actually, the the woman who did makeup is is from uh, Pennsylvania, so like... Or local. Uh, mm, cool. But then on Sunday, I know a million people are coming out for 100 Acres of Hell because that's their world premiere. Oh, uh, wow. So we'll have, we'll have cast crew and also the wrestler, Gene Smitsky. This 100 Acres of Hell, for anybody that doesn't know about it, it is a film about a pro wrestler who's basically like lost everything in his life and his buddies are like, we're gonna we're gonna go on a fort to get you out of the dumps. And they happen to go on the sort of this abandoned sanctuary where like this local legend is going around killing the shit out of people. So basically, the last third act of this movie is a pro wrestler going head to head with a, essentially a psycho killer, like a Jason Voorhees type. So if you want to see like a big bulking. Uh, Miller, who's actually played by another WWE superstar, uh, Samu from the Head Shrinkers, oh. uh, also also uncle of Roman Reigns. Uh, basically, he plays the the urban legend guy, and essentially oh. they duke it out and they just beat the shit out of each other, and it's kind of rad. That sounds awesome. Well, I mean, if if uh, if they live sets any precedent, when you have a wrestler in your movie, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have it's to good. get him to fight somebody. Yeah, uh, you need that. <laughs> I think you just beefed up your attendance by that much more because both Garrett and I come out of the Philadelphia comedy scene, yeah. which is chock full of like hardcore wrestling fans. Yeah. So just oh, the awesome. fact that yeah. Gene Sissy's going to be there is probably going to fill some seats, yeah. and then selling that they're going to that he's going to duke it out with another wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah. When people hear this, they're going to want to see that. Yeah. I'll tell you. What, I'll, I'll go one step further. If we can fill this theater, if we could sell out the premiere of uh, 100 Acres in Hell, Gene Snesky will punt a baby doll in front of everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I listen, mean, you uh, heard it here first, Yeah, listeners. I'm going to take you at your word. <laughs> there, is, there is not a better offer we can give our listeners yeah. than that. That sounds incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Is there... You know what the best part of this is? What? Is uh, there's a balloon shop where so before we show tragedy girls, we're having like a prom party. We're gonna turn the lobby into a prom. Awesome. Um, and I'm getting like a million balloons from this place uh, in Philly, and they also make these really really horrifying balloon baby sculptures. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, and now I have a now I have a reason to buy one. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have a reason to buy a bag full. Oh yeah, buy <laughs> a bag of babies, yeah. a bag of balloon babies. Yeah. Yeah, because even if he won't punt one, they're gonna get punted. I, yeah, I mean, I think if that's that you want to invite in the I like to movie movie boys on stage just to punt some babies. We, we, we might offer to oh, yeah. be part of that. I don't dick yeah. around when it comes to punting I, babies. I think we, well, I think we should try and do this. <laughs> we are not opposed. But, but yeah, that's the world premiere of Hundred Acres. That's very exciting. Been anywhere before? They've been working on it for a while. Um, 
yeah, they brought it to us, and we were super excited. So that's going to be the first place you can ever see that movie, is that puff. That is um, so cool. Also, uh, uh, one more thing about 100 Acres Now that I think is pretty cool is that it's got two uh, actresses in the film that also appear in other puff films. Oh. Uh, Catherine Cochran uh, is also in Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys might know her best. She is, uh, yeah. And uh, she is um, She is also, uh, you guys might notice her from starring in Choma Return of Newcomb High movies. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's one of the two main leads in those. And uh, also uh, in the film is Eileen Dietz from The Exorcist. Uh, she Whoa. appears in Apples. Whoa. So, uh, okay. yeah. We've got some interpuff connections. Actually, looking at this, (laughs) Catherine Corcoran was in a movie that I gave love to earlier this year called Chuck. Oh, yeah. She was in the Chuck Wepner story. Yeah, you liked that. I liked that quite a bit. Yes, she is. Yeah, the Lee Schreiber movie, right? Yep, Lee Schreiber. And uh, what's her name? Naomi Watts. Are there any, I've been meaning to ask, are there any returning filmmakers or cast from any of last year's Puff films? Yes. Yes, Logan Fry is coming back. No way. <laughs> Dude, you remember <laughs> Logan? Was he the guy that made the, uh, the short film? The Mars short? Yes. Oh, he was He was the best guest you had. Yes. He was so cool. Oh, man. Tell them oh, about his film. Okay, I'll tell you about, your, about his film. So, right, we showed one of his movies last year, and we had no idea who he was, and we were getting all these messages from this guy who, like, send us this movie, and he's like, hey, I'm coming out. What do you think I should say? And we're like, oh, we don't know. Uh, do something, whatever. And he showed up, and he's this little old man named Logan Fry, and he's the best person on Earth. He was um, amazing. Yeah. So this year, he wanted to be part of the festival again, and he submits to us this 45-minute-long Bigfoot movie. What? Um, and we watch it, and we're like... Man, Logan, this is something. We cannot show a 45-minute-long, no-budget Bigfoot movie shot in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Like, we just can't do it. And he's like, oh, okay. And we're like, well, do you have anything else? And he's like, I'll get back to you. And he he submits it again. Wait. This time it's 23 minutes long. Oh, Oh, my God. Is it better at 23 minutes? Wait, I'm still... I'm still going. I'm still going. <laughs> so we watched the 23-minute cut, and we're like, it's still too much. Yeah. Logan, don't you have any other films? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll send you something. And he submits the same movie a third time. This time it is seven minutes long. Oh, my God. Is it? Okay. <laughs> and this movie has changed. It has become a different film. It is basically an experimental film now, and it is hypnotic. Oh. It's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you referring to, so, I'm, I'm playing on my phone here, are you referring to Gimme Head? The yes, tale of the Cuyahoga yes, ba- Valley Bigfoot? Yeah, so we're showing the, the seven-minute, uh, um, I don't know, like drug-addled weird cut of Gimme Head, and it'll be part of the bizarre block. <laughs> Just looking at and the screenshots is, on this are very bizarre. Now, this yeah. has it clocking in at 38 minutes, so there's yet another cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, my God. I think, that's the, I think that's the first cut. So, I'm, I don't know. There's so many versions of this movie. Have you ever seen, like, the Beaver Trilogy? Because, like, oh, I want to do yes. my own Beaver Trilogy that's just three different versions of Logan Fry's Gimme Head film. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had at the Cinadelphia Film Festival uh, last year... They had the final entry in the Beaver trilogy, and uh, 
Oh, yeah, that's wait. Is that the documentary one that's like not made by? Uh... Uh, actually, I'm trying to remember what the what the conceit of it was. Well, either way, familiar with the Beaver yeah. trilogy around here, <laughs> and there is an audience for the Beaver trilogy around these parts. So if you are going to do some sort of Beaver trilogy uh, esque thing, it, it'll yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely fly. <laughs> Yeah, but that's my dream is to just show a bunch of Logan Fry films and just have it be the Logan Fry. He was amazing. <laughs> I, I thought he was, and that movie he he brought last year was yeah. was certainly one of the most interesting things I saw at Puff last year. I just love that when we asked when yeah. when he was asked about it, like. You would watch that movie and think like, oh, the dude who made this is probably fucking weird. Yeah. And then he comes out and he's like, yeah, you know, I had this idea. I'm just a normal guy. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> and you put, what, horses on the moon? Or, yeah, or Mars it was something or like that. Something. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, actually, um, Ken, do you want to talk about Night Creep a little? Because that's I will. It's just me left in time, boys. All right. Uh, So, um, there's this actor, comedian, filmmaker named Greg Travis. Uh, Greg Travis, you might have seen, he's been in, like, a ton of genre films. You guys might know him. He is the guy that Robert Loggia pulled out of the car in Lost Highway. Yes, Uh Robert Loggia. He's he's the guy in Showgirls who... uh, tries to get Nomi to come back home with him to eat lobster and listen to Caesar sing. Yeah, we're uh, looking at pictures of him now. We are very familiar. According to this, he plays yeah, Andy Warhol in, in Watchmen. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is Andy Warhol in Watchmen. He's also the rodeo clown that tries to murder uh, Bobcat Goldblatt and shakes the clown. Oh, yes, uh, God. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. He's, he's in everything. He's worked with Paul Verhoeven twice. He's worked with Rob Zombie. He was in the Halloween two. Oh, uh, yeah. He's worked on two Tony Hooper films. He did Toolbox Murders and Mortuary. Like, he's worked with everybody. Yeah, actually, fun fact: he was both in the original Humanoid from the Deep and the remake of Humanoid from the Deep. So that is a fun his fact. Career, his career is insane. So, anyways, he's uh, in a movie he's called making... Chicks Dig Gay Guys <laughs> that I found here. That does not surprise me. It's apparently uh, based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> he's also uh, a punk rock magician. Oh, uh, I've heard about those. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. But anyways, uh, the thing about Greg is that he's, he's directed a couple movies throughout the years that sort of got lost in the ethos just because, like, he would make them and spend forever working on them, and then by the time he was ready to release them, the format to which they should be released would get changed or fucked up or something. Like, he made this movie called Dark Seduction, which is a noir movie, like a hard-boiled noir crime movie that's also sort of like a tongue-in-cheek vampire comedy. They shot it all on black-and-white film, and then by the time he wanted to release it, like, shit like VHS and Laserdisc were coming out, and there was really no market for that kind of film. Damn. Uh, so it literally just came out last year. So last year, he contacted me when I was working at Fangoria, because uh, they, uh, he, he, we had a mutual friend. She's friends with Matt Weinhold from the Monster Party podcast. Oh, okay. And um, basically, he was like, ah, oh, I heard Matt. He said if I wanted to advertise my film coming out, I'd come to U.S. Angoria. So we worked together on a bit to help get his film a little bit more publicity. And then, uh, you know, all this stuff happened with Angoria Avenue. And then earlier this summer, we were I was helping program films at Puff. And I get a message from uh, Greg. And Greg... Uh, he's like, hey, uh, you helped me out with the release of Dark Seduction. I'm wondering if you can help me out uh, with the release of my next film. I was like, oh, you worked on a film? Cool, tell me about it. He's like, I shot it in 2002. 
Uh, it came out in DVD in South Africa and South America. <laughs> was out for like maybe two or three months on DVD. Distributor went bankrupt. And so like, there's just a few floating discs out there. Otherwise, it's never been released in America. Not on DVD, not in films, nothing. It's never been on a big screen before. It's never been like theatrically shown. It's a shot on video. Tongue-in-cheek horror comedy called Night Creep, starring Don Calfa from Return of the Living Dead. He's the mort- uh, mortician. No way. Uh, might be a Nazi. Oh, yes. Have you ever it's, it's, seen it's, Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> oh, he's so good. <laughs> yes. So basically, um, he's uh, Don, so it's one of his last film roles. And essentially, Night Creep, the best way I can describe it is if showgirls, like if, if somebody, not, I'm sorry, let me put this in a different way. Imagine if somebody was watching Roland Polanski's Repulsion mm-hmm. and was like, this needs to be more like showgirls. This <laughs> <laughs> showgirls. And that's what this movie is. It is fucking I feel like most movies that I watch, I go, you know what? I like it, but it could probably be a little more like Showgirls. (laughs) Yes. Basically, this movie, like, it's one of those movies, you know what I really admire about this movie? Is that every time you think it's going to do something where you're like, they're not going to do that, they do it. He (laughs) picks the landing every time. You're looking for incest? It's there. You're looking for abortion? It's there. This movie is fucking nuts. But the, the one thing, though, I will say about this movie is that it's, like, Greg, he knows what he's making. He knows that yeah. exactly what kind of film this is. And basically, we're hosting the first time it's ever been screened. It's going to be the world theatrical premiere. And it's also the first time any audience in America has seen this film. They didn't even have a cast and crew screening. This is the first time anyone in the U.S. will see this movie. And that excites me greatly. I mean, other than me and you. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a... We've seen that on... We know. We, we know what people are in for. Yes. <laughs> and that's why it's so exciting. Uh, and also, uh, another thing about this movie is, like... I, and I'm... I'm going to use the word literally here, because um, it's, uh, like... It's, to the definition correct, there is literally... Not a scene in this movie that does not feature gratuitous nudity. Oh, <laughs> so weird. Every single scene in this movie, even when it's like characters on the phone, in the background there will be someone completely naked. And it is wonderful. That's it cool. Is it, it makes it feel a little bit more like real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like every day. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's going for that verisimilitude, as we like to talk about in I Like to Movie Movie. I'll tell you what, I am I am sold. And what's funny is when I click on, on this title on IMDb, at the bottom it says, if you like this, you might also like, and in the list is Spookers, 100 Acres of Hell. And uh, so, yeah, so you guys are definitely, uh, you've tapped into something here. Yeah. That's really exciting. I... I I love I the idea of you guys getting and not a oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of our film festival. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but I mean, either way, it's like, good news, right? Yeah. 
I feel like IMDb was like, what is Night Creep? We don't know what to do with it. Is there any movie that's related to it at all? Oh, look, that's their press release. You know what I said? No, it's definitely went there because of, exclusively because me, Madeline, and Alex going between those pages for information. <laughs> <Probably>. Very true. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You've entered the algorithm. Yeah. That, I just think that's very exciting that you guys are sort of like using this as an opportunity to also kind of like uncover some gems that are like talked about, but people can't really see them. You know what I mean? Like there, there's all the, there yeah. are a lot of these kind of lost movies that we talk about a lot and we'd like to talk about them because we're film nerds, but we don't have access to them. I love the idea of, of taking this platform and using it as an opportunity to get one of those out there. I feel like with yeah. a lot of film festivals yeah. too, you're going to see a movie and you're going to go, oh, man, I saw this movie first. And in a few weeks, it's going to be wide released out in theaters. Yeah. And that is not the case with, with Puff, where you're going to see something here and y- you might not get a chance to see it outside of you know something cool like Shudder. You might not get a chance to see it otherwise. So it, it ends up becoming that much more valuable and that much more unique. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with something like uh, Spookers, too, when you mentioned Shudder with uh, Spookers, this is probably going to be your only chance to see it in a theater. It's right, like on a big screen, like, yeah. Yeah, this is like, it screening it, and then it starts on the service, I think, the end of next month. So I think it's very, like, if you really want to experience yourself how they should be seen in an, uh, with an audience in a theater, uh, Puff is going to be your best bet. And I think the cool thing about the Puff uh, environment is that we we want this to be as inclusive as possible. We want to show these crazy movies to people to also make them crazy. So <laughs> yeah, we want as many. Yeah, I mean, I, the goal I, is to get everybody insane afterwards, so that like we don't feel alone anymore. I can confirm yeah. I mean, for you guys. I'm going to say our ideal situation is that this film festival ends every night like the ending of In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> yeah, or either me or Madeline covered. With our own markings, just sitting and laughing as we go crazy. Yeah. So we want it to be just like in the mouth of madness, but a little bit more like showgirls too. Okay. I think we can make this happen. Yeah. I mean, I can. A little bit soft to it. I can confirm for you guys that. I went to last year's Puff as sort of a a newly minted genre fan, would you say, Dan? Right? Like I was just kind of getting my my feet wet with all of these kind of like outsider art type films and whatnot. And it was funny watching Garrett go from being squeamish about horror to craving it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's been a fun adventure. And you, you drove me so mad at your film festival last year. I spent the rest of the year in between like going to any film event I could find in Philly that was screening unique things, genre things, weird things. I had such a good time at Puff last year seeing shit that I probably never would have sought out on my own. I think more than a few times I've been talking to Garrett about something, and then I can see that behind his eyes, he's not hearing what I'm saying. He's just waiting until he can bring up Karate Kill. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just want to talk about that fucking trailer truck scene all day, every goddamn day. Shit is so good. Oh, by the way, just, just a real quick plug. Uh, I mean... The one thing I think uh, I'm, I'm very proud of in terms of my involvement and Puff in general is that uh, out of out of all of the six features that we showed last year, I believe four of them got distribution and got released. Uh, actually, there's only one that hasn't come out yet, and it's Bad Blood. Um, but Bad Blood is getting distribution later this year. Um, so oh, that was I'm the Frog pretty, Monster yeah, one. You right? can yeah. see... Oh, oh, wait a minute. No, I don't think Dead Body is, is out. Dead Body is not out, but I can confirm it's been picked up. Huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
it's, so so it's taken some time, but everything it will, everything will be available. I know Egomaniac was self-distributed. They put themselves on iTunes and, and Amazon, and actually the release wound up being a pretty big success. Um, and I think it was all sort of word of mouth uh, that they made this movie. Very few film festivals in the States were willing to show Egomaniac because it was made with no money. Um, and a lot of people will look at something that's shoestring and be like, well, no money can't be good. Right. But if you actually sit and watch it for five minutes, oh, that you realize script is phenomenal. that it's really, yeah. really passionate and clever, and she's making a movie that's about her making that movie yeah. um, in a way that's not obnoxious, which I think you get that a lot with like this sort of meta thing. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is obnoxious, but this is not. It's very, very sincere. And so, it was well, it was sincere and it was like oddly socially conscious too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it felt like yeah. oh, this is this actually has its finger on the pulse of what a lot of uh, film culture talks about. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and so you can rent that on Amazon. Um, and if you do, that is not going through a distributor; it's just going right to them. Oh, uh, cool. yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah I, Night is Something Strange was also a self distribution. Um, and I, I also I mean, believe. I believe they got someone pretty big to do their world release too. Like I think, I think they did self distribution in the U.S. by choice. Also, I think yeah. they got offers, but I believe they went by choice because they wanted to get help there two people. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can, I, I believe they got a pretty decently distributor for overseas, which I think is pretty great. And also, yeah, first that's film that's like really despicable on so many levels. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that I appreciate about uh, you guys in particular is that was one of the movies last year that did not work for me distinctly, and I gave it a pretty negative review, and you guys were both very kind to kind of accept that, and I think you even passed some word, or I got some word from those filmmakers after my review and had some interesting conversation with them about their very weird, despicable movie, uh, and I, I, just, I don't know, I just think that's exciting, like, I, you know, it's very rare that you get to be like, you know what, I didn't like this, and, and here's why, and people go, okay, well, let, let's talk about that, as opposed to just, like, getting mad about it, uh, and I think that's kind yeah, of an exciting they're, thing they're that you guys really... allowed for. Yeah, they're really cool guys. And I, I, that, that director um, of Night of Something Strange, uh, Jonathan Strayton, I think he is so ridiculously talented. Yeah. Um, that, like, a lot of the times you watch these sort of, like, gross-out, like, splatter, like, low-budget movies, and you're like, okay, I could see what they were doing, but, like, they weren't really making a movie. Right. And he made a legitimate film that's shot really well, and, like, there are real performances that are clearly crafted. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and, and it also too. happens to be the grossest thing you've ever seen. Oh my god, <laughs> that was also <laughs> such so a great. Many, well, that was such a so great Q and A with those people. Laps. Like, yeah. there's so many great lines. That, the last line of that movie, like uh, the, the last one that the the main sort of kid says, like that knocks me for a loop. And it's very hard to find stuff that's funny in general, let alone something yeah. that main prerogative isn't too be funny and delivers in such a big way. That was one where, I, if I remember correctly, there was a few members of the cast, mm-hmm. and even before yeah. they did their Q and A, I was sitting behind a few of them and watching them giggle over little things that they noticed about their own performances, or just were clearly sharing a memory of something in production. That was such a beautiful uh-huh. thing because it's like here's this crass, just fucking like in your face movie. And it was clearly made with a level of care and love that seems so absent from even the most expensive films. Yeah, yeah. and that they just sat down and watched it. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fact that they wanted to see the final project uh, product again says a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm hoping this year gives you a lot more of, of those kinds of experiences. Oh. Like stuff you love, stuff you find conflicting, but then are able to have really good conversations about yes. meeting people who worked on them. Well, want to hang out in the theater and experience, you know, movies. Um, like that's what we want to do. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited. I, I can't wait. Excited. I, I have one last thing I wanted to talk about, which is just your shorts blocks that you guys do, because that was another exciting thing for me. I don't fucking seek out short films ever. I, I rarely have an opportunity to see them. They rarely screen. And I thought you guys did a great job of selecting just a bunch of really interesting shorts that oh, yeah. every time I was like, you know what? The shorts block will be a good time to take a break. And every time I sat through the whole thing because it was just so entertaining. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we've, we aim to do that again. I will say the best person to talk about the shorts is Alex Gardner, um, my co-founder. Yes. He is, I, I'm like head of features, he's head of shorts. Okay. And swap stuff and, and watch it and like approve it. So like, I've seen all our shorts and I will tell you, we did that where every block we curated really hard to make it like, first off, all of the movies are good. They're all yeah. really good and they flow together. Um, and you don't get bored. Like, you never wind up in a place where you're like, man, this one feels like it's going on for a long time. I can't wait for the next one to start. Mm -hmm. We want it to be this sort of, like, fluid experience of, like, you watched a, a group of international shorts, and each one stood out in its own way because this one was about a guy on Mars with a telescope, and, and it's just really beautiful. And then it cuts to this weird comedy about a guy whose cat keeps bringing him shit that he can't identify and like and, and those those are two movies that we were showing fantastic <laughs> there was this one movie last year it was in multiple parts i forget what it was called but it was all like this weird like tit with a face yeah. puppet that was bleeding and shooting what milk the fuck out was that? i forget what it was called but i was on letterboxd and somebody actually had that image as their avatar <laughs> and i reached out and i was like were you at puff to see this and they weren't but i forget what i forget what it was but they were like yeah as soon as i saw that i couldn't shake that image yeah and uh so i'm looking for a little bit of that too in the future where it's just there's going to be something that if i close my eyes i can't i can't get it out of the folds of was my that called brain. the milkmaid oh. trilogy it was something with milk it was awesome it was oh, the craziest weird thing wetners wetners Holy yeah. shit, that was Somebody unforgettable. Had I, uh, as their avatar. Yeah, Wetners was in the Bizarre Block, so definitely come to the Bizarre Block because it's got a lot of... I don't think we have anything that um, graphically vile. <laughs> I'll never forget it, but that I was... I'll never you know, forget it. It was my, awesome. Yeah, maybe my standards are different than yours, and you're going to watch it and be like, this is more graphically vile than Wetners. <laughs> <laughs> I think we saved a lot of the vile stuff for the featured block this year. Oh, okay. I think, I think yeah. we made up for it. Uh -huh. This excites but, me uh, greatly. Wetners was made by a group of uh, makeup artists who live in New York, um, like super talented guys. And they didn't, I actually tossed them again this year to ask if they had anything and, and they didn't, but fingers crossed we can get more of their work um, in the future. That just means they're working yeah. on something huge. Yeah. Holy Full, shit. Yeah. That feature yeah. length yeah. Wetners. Yeah. Uh, that was unforgettable. Oh my God. <laughs> also, uh, one thing I want to, I want to bring up before we wrap or whatever uh, is that, I mean, we're talking a big game in terms of how crazy our films are and how crazy some of the stuff in the films are. But one thing I really want to stress is how diverse our lineup is. Yeah. Like, Imitation Girl could be nothing like, could not be more unlike Night Creep. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, it's, you know, like, yeah. there's so many, there's something for everybody at this fest. So, um, you know, 
if you're into sort of meditative sci-fi stuff, there's Imitation Girl. If you're in for like more trauma, kind of like gross out insane stuff, you can go over uh, assholes or oh. yeah. Um, and like if yeah. you want to see something that's got a little bit of action in it, you can go to 100 Acres of Hell or documentary. Yeah. Or this is our first year with documentary, yeah. a feature length documentary. Like we've got something and for if everyone. If you want something that's really pretty and well produced and funny and full of stars, you got Tragedy Girls, mm-hmm. which uh, is oh yeah, Tragedy Tra- Girls is so good. Yeah, Tragedy Girls is gonna be huge. Did <laughs> <laughs> we list all the stars in this so, movie? We we uh, found some major stars. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. I got them all off then. Um, we have uh, first off, there's Brianna Hildebrand who plays Negasonic Teenage Warhead in Deadpool. Oh. Uh, Alexander Ship, who played Storm in X Men Apocalypse, and is returning as Storm for the future, foreseeable future, as I can tell. Right. Um, then there is Craig Robinson. Oh yeah. Uh, from This Is the End, Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Kevin Durand, who is on Lost and on yep. The Strain. Um, he's one of those uh, definitely once you see him, you know him type of actors. Oh yeah. Uh, Nikki Whalen from Scrubs and the Supernatural is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one other name that I'm. De- oh, Josh Hutchinson. Josh Hutchinson. Oh, no shit. Yeah, Josh Hutchinson is in it. Pita. Pizza. P- oh, I call him Pizza. Yeah, so yeah Pita. Girls has our biggest cast. Like, yeah. That cast also, is huge. There's also one more that I'm kind of excited for. We haven't said anything about it. I don't think anybody's really picked up on it. But uh, the guy who is the sort of cannibal uh, killer from Too Many Cooks. Too many cooks, dude. I love too many cooks. That song is now officially in my head for the next week. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. No, good luck, bro. I hope you can get it out of your head for the festival. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you hear me whistling it in the back between between films, just you know, tell me to shut up or something. (laughs) But it's too late. It's in there. Too many cooks. Too many. You guys. Yes. Um, right now, I see George Lucas in the distance in his golf cart, and I think he's coming this way, and he's going to yell at me to go back to work. Oh, please. So, um, yeah. I probably should, should get up the phone and get going. You can totally yeah, I'm also patient. I'm also patient outside of Buffalo Wild Wings like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What an interview. What well, an interview we've just done. <laughs> we can't thank you enough yeah. for giving your time and uh, for all the work that you do in putting Puff together. So um, we're, we'll plug uh, it and everything. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. But if there's any parting words you'd like to share with our listeners, yeah, I guess now's your chance. And if you want to like plug Twitters, things like that, like, yes, throw them out there. Ken, uh, well, for me, I think you can follow me on Twitter at Movie Guy. I guess it's just it's ranting. So you'll never make any sense of it. <laughs> you do talk uh, a lot about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, maybe I'll have some more to share in the future. We'll see. Uh, but right now, uh, I think all I could say is a quote from Boxing Helena that I can't remember. So never mind. Oh, nice. So uh, you can't say So watch that movie no. <laughs> and then figure out which quote applies here. Yeah. And we'll oh, be good to go. Off to whatever. Off to whatever. Off to whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill Paxton says it. I fucking love Buckingham. <laughs> but right, okay. I'm I'm Madeline. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Letterbox at DVD Box Set. I like consistency, and I also like DVD Box Set, so I made that my name everywhere. Um, and I'm crazy everywhere. 
So feel free to look me up. Uh, yeah, you are I a fun follow, so I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I am so glad that you guys are coming again this year. Um, and I was also like really psyched when you emailed and were like, oh, come on the podcast. I'm like, oh my God, we get to hang out with Garrett again. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, and so, that extends to the future. Open door if you yeah, guys please. ever want to chat about a movie Hell or promote yeah. anything. Uh, you know, our, our show is an open forum for you without a doubt. Yeah. That's, uh, we, we just had well, such a good time at uh, your festival last year. I, I'm so excited to do it again. Let's throw the dates out again, actually, yeah. for everybody. Hit, hit me with right, those. For you first. Time. For me, mostly. <laughs> September 28th, uh, we open doors at uh, about 6.30. Uh, Imitation Girl starts at 7, and the fest ends on October 1st. That's a Sunday. Our clothing night movie is Night Creep at 8 o'clock. And awesome. after that, we will all uh, disappear into the night. Um, <laughs> like a creep. I, I love you it. Want, if you want a really good follow-up interview, definitely check up with us after Terrifier in a real gotcha journalism way when we were both very drunk and stressed out. I think you're going to get yeah, you should, really good answers from us. From- oh, yeah. We'll yeah. try and get a follow-up in. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, All well, right, well, thank you guys the, now, very much. Uh, now's the time. Now is the time to drink heavily. Yes, so yes. I got to go. Okay, very good. <laughs> Tell George we said hi. All right. See you guys. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Yeah, very hustle, whatever. And a bone tomahawk to both of you. (laughs) Oh, man. The enthusiasm from each of them is great. And while we're still recording, I'll just throw this out there. Um, Last year, I think both of us went not knowing what to expect and have been amped for this year since then. So. If you listen to this show, I can guarantee you that you'll love the festival. You'll have a great and time. And even if you just roll through for a movie or two, yeah. you're going to you're going to come out of it with with something of value, guaranteed. I I probably had conversations about Puff last year for like 4 months after Puff mm-hmm. ended because it just gave me so many great weird movies that I had no other opportunity to see to talk about. So, I I think people should if you're in the Philly area, if you're local, even if you're not Buy mm-hmm. a ticket to a couple of these things and come out. And it's cheap as shit. Yeah. I believe a full weekend pass is 40 bucks. Yeah. That is what That's it costs movies. to see two movies at yeah. most festivals. Yeah. Uh, two and a half movies at most movie theaters. And this was, how many movies did they well, say? 40 if you count all 40 the shorts. 40 movies. Yep. So that's a dollar a movie. Yeah. Uh, you can't get a better deal than that. No. There's going to be vendors. There's going to be art. Yep. Uh, it's going to be they, really they cool. They do a good job. They put on a really good show. And uh, it's going to be fun. I, I like can't wait. And I'm so excited that we got to like help them kind of like promote it and stuff. That was even kind of exciting for me. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Well, you want to talk about anything you've seen this week? Um, I mean, we can do our intro later. Yeah, we will. We'll get that later. Uh, let's see. Anything that I've seen this week. Um, oh, wait. There was something that I watched recently. You know what sucks? When you watch so many goddamn movies. You just can't remember any of them? That you forget what it is that yeah. you watched. I know. Um, actually, this is a one that I'll just... While we're plugging for people, yeah. uh, you may have seen a thing on Cynadelphia of a short film that I watched called Where Is It? Okay. And um, filmmakers Todd Spence and Zach White... Uh, made this short film and uh, horror is one of the genres that lends itself to short film Mm -hmm. Um, Andy Machete which I know I'm mispronouncing uh, he started with a short film called Mama and that got expanded and now he's directing it Mm -hmm. Um, David F. Sandberg started with Lights Lights Out Out, Mm -hmm. and now he is tied into the Conjuring universe so there's you can actually look for a lot of interesting stuff in horror shorts it's it's integral to the form uh 
anthology horror is something that both you and yeah. I are enamored with. And so you can build your own anthology horror movie with a night on YouTube. And uh, I very much enjoyed uh, Where Is It? So if you just look up Where Is It on YouTube, uh, you will find it. It's a, just a great little short That's film cool. that is you know a little bit VHS, a little bit uh, unfriended. Uh-huh. It's just a short little gimmick. It's about three minutes. But I watched it alone and late at night and got myself spooked. So I definitely... Uh, would like to throw a plug out to that, especially since those guys are always so cool. And um, I think... Are they local Philly boys? No, they're just people that that are notable on Twitter. Okay. I guess the one thing I'll recommend then, and I recommend this with the caveat, that you might hate it and you'll be correct. <laughs> but Mother absolutely blew me away. I am making the time to see it this weekend while see it's still it. on big screens. Just... It's it's one of those that even if you hate it, you'll be glad that you you know wrestled with it in yeah. some type of way. Uh, frequent guest to the show, uh, Andy Elijah. Him yeah. and I were sitting next to one another, and it was one of those where we were just both making guttural noises of incredulity <laughs> at one another in twenty second intervals, and we're not alone. The whole theater was just unsure how to receive it. Um, it worked very well for me. Your mileage may vary. But you will not leave the theater regretting having spent two hours on it. I am so excited for it. Like I, I, I love Aronofsky. You'll love it. I, yeah, I, I, just, I can't wait. I also, I love the idea of movies as an experience mm-hmm. that they don't always, they don't always have to be a narrative, so to speak. And I know mm-hmm. that's not necessarily what you're saying, but like I, I like the idea of a movie that maybe the narrative doesn't connect with you in some sort of direct A to B way that you're used to with a movie, but the Mm -hmm. movie itself is an experience. Like, you really, you go through something watching that movie, and that's kind of the impression I'm getting off of this thing, which I'm very excited about. If I were to explain to you on an event basis what happens in this movie, it would actually probably come off as pretty straightforward. Right. If I tried to explain the metaphor, it would probably come off as, like, pretty basic film school shit. Yeah. But as an experience... Yeah. It is quite the circus to yeah. watch. I, yeah. I was quite the fan, and I think, uh, you know, I think if you're a film fan, uh-huh. whether it's something that you like or not, you're going to appreciate the fact that, th- I mean, a that we have an Aronofsky who can bounce from doing something like Noah to doing something like The Wrestler to, yeah. do, you know, he's really kind of all over the place. Yeah. But it's still distinctly an Aronofsky yep. film. But to me, the most important thing is this was one that when handed to a studio, any studio head who is at all interested in making money would go, this is a gamble. Yeah. This is not a safe picture. This is not a guaranteed moneymaker. And you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. And that is something that I think, even if if you don't get anything anything out of the movie, it's worth throwing 10 bucks at because that a lot of movies look the same. So if you can throw money at a movie that does not, good on you. Yeah. So yeah, highly highly recommend. I'm I'm glad that I spent the uh, exorbitant Roxy prices to <laughs> yeah. go see it. So it, it was worth it. I'm going out of my way to to make sure I get to that this weekend. You will uh, like it because there's a bunch of stuff out that I want to see, but that's the one that I want to make sure I see on that big screen. And if you have any doubts about the quality of Jennifer Lawrence as an actress, oh yeah, put them to bed. Yeah, because she carries this movie, in, and not to say that she carries, she's not tasked with carrying right. it. I mean, she's got a. Uh, what's his name? Javier, Javier Bardem, Bardem yeah. and Ed Harris and, and Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. fucking Pfeiffer, the greatest. Um, she's surrounded by them and not only holds her own, but like really becomes the 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 picture of what this movie is. It's 
I could talk about it forever, but I don't want to do it until I'm allowed to say it without spoiling. Yeah, so, got you it. Know, cool. Th- it could it could be an episode, and yeah. I would do it. I, I would be very interested in that. Yeah, I'm um, interested to hear your take on it because you might come back and be like, "Dude, amazing." Yeah, you might come back and be like, "Not for me." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Both of them like are defensible. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. It's it's beautiful like that. Uh, I like that. I am uh, pretty excited to see it. I have no real recommendations myself. I was in Vermont all week uh, with a three-year-old that I was attempting to not get sick the entire time. Mm. There was a day a where... A three-year-old that you've been training in the world of accepting and loving Star Wars. Oh, she loves Star Wars. <laughs> That's BB-8 pretty cool. movie. BB-8 movie, mommy. BB-8 movie. I think she just pitched the next Star Wars chapter that yeah. I would totally watch. Yeah. A BB-8 movie? Dude. Get the fuck out of here. The best thing about this little girl is that she's... Not yet three, so she doesn't fully understand what she's watching when she watches Star Wars. She just knows she likes it. Mm -hmm. And because she doesn't fully understand what she's watching, she loves the fucking bad guys. That is all she cares about. Every time Darth... Dude, in Force Awakens, the only time Darth Vader appears in that movie is a crushed Darth Vader helmet for two seconds. Every time she turns around and goes, Darth Vader, mommy! It speaks to the iconography of it. I I think most of us... I mean, I'm, I'm... Correct me if I'm not able to speak for you on this, but when I first got into Star Wars, I was certainly young enough that I wasn't following it so much as I was just absorbing the world of it. And, you know, I came out of Star Wars and my favorite things about it were like Darth Vader, Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. Jabba the Mm -hmm. Hutt. The Sarlacc pit gave me nightmares. Because it's just good design. Yeah, even stormtroopers are cool oh, when you're so like cool. that age. Like, it, yeah. My favorite thing is that in in all of Star Wars, it still remains is just the jet motos that the Return of the Jedi stormtroopers uh, fly around yes, on. Yeah. Those things are fucking awesome. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, speeder bikes. Yes, jet yeah. motos. Yeah, 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 yeah. as I said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, by the way, this is not my three year old. This, this is yeah. a good buddy of mine's uh, kid. Yeah, relax, everybody. Yeah. We don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she, uh, boy, there was a day where she started sneezing. I was like sick all week while we were on this vacation with her. She started sneezing, and I was like, oh, my God. I, I just got the cutest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life sick. No. And now I need to bury myself under 30 feet of concrete. Uh, thankfully, all you do is feed a three-year-old like tons of water, and their body is oh, just yeah. like, what? Sick? I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, yeah. Everything's fine. I'm not broken yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm still uh, fresh. Boy, that was, uh, but it was a good week. I just uh, no, no movie watching, just spending time with the kid. Well, actually, that's a lie. What did we watch with her? I think we watched Finding Dory. Oh, how was that? It's okay. I, I mean, I f- it's figured sequelitis. I, yeah. I loved Finding Nemo, and yeah. I hate fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was... That that's high praise. It's it looked c- cool. I like having Ellen as an yeah. anchor to the movie because I, I I think Ellen's just the best. I, I, know, I, I love yeah, Ellen. She's Jenner's. pretty compelling. It, it's not a great movie. The finale is pretty awesome. Mm. It, it's got a really cool idea for like the third act. That's nice. that's pretty fun. I think that's the generally accepted. Uh, when it comes to outside of Toy Story, when it comes to Pixar sequels, the generally accepted thing is that they're going to be high quality toy commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's and and like. And I say high quality, I mean that earnestly. They're, yeah. they're pretty high quality. We Here's the other thing we watched, and I just realized I do need to talk about this and get this recorded. We watched Clifford the Big Red Dog, oh. which there is a cartoon series of. And uh, there is also a cartoon, cartoon series that's a prequel. <coughs> Excuse me. Is he a not-so-big red dog? Yeah, he's, a, he's literally just Clifford the... I mean, he's like a normal-sized <laughs> <regular red> dog. dog. <laughs> it's like, what is the point of this? The whole point of Clifford, he's the big red dog. Here's the thing, though. The Big Red Dog series is cinematic bullshit, and I need to talk about it. They constantly go to these wide shots where 
Clifford, no one knows how big Clifford is. No one that's drawing that show has any idea how big he is. Sometimes we're in the wide shot, and he's four times the size of the house that other times he's inside of <laughs> for scenes. <laughs> what There was literally a scene in the show where the wide was him in like a, a tree line, like a line of trees, and he is at least twice the size of any tree and eight times as wide as a tree. Literally, the next plot point is he's hiding behind a tree. Yeah. How? <laughs> how? How many? How, like how much? How many pounds of food do you think Clifford needs to eat in oh. order to maintain just like a metabolic base? Dude, there's a whole like side plot to that show <laughs> that anytime he's in his backyard, he's got a neighbor that whenever he does just normal dog things like trying to like dig a hole oh, or God. like catch a branch, he's just throwing. Literally a grave's worth of dirt over the fence onto his old neighbor. It's unfucking real. I would be so pissed. In real life, Clifford would have so many petitions against him. Yeah. And it would suck. You'd be like, yeah, he's fucking cute, but he is yeah. a hell beast. Yeah. it's Dude, it's a whole plot line to that show. Every episode that he annoys the neighbor, every time the neighbor's like, ah, Clifford. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Why did I move next to a literal monster? Yeah. Uh, Louis C.K. has a great bit about Clifford, uh-huh. and he was like, the plot of every Clifford thing is, hey, look how big this fucking <laughs> dog is. And he's like, and it's so stupid because it's like, no, you drew it big. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You yeah. drew it big. But he was saying how like he wants to see a Clifford one where he like steps on a cup. Yeah, yeah. And so like now he's like, he might have to get put down and <laughs> shit gets real for Clifford. But his big issue with it was the same as yours, that there's no scale. Yeah. It's just, it's always fucking big. He's okay. just big. <laughs> He's just a big red dog. That's like if you follow cinematic iterations of King Kong. Yeah. It, it's all over the place, yep. dependent entirely upon whether he's going to have to do battle with another previously established beast. Big thing. And for some reason, Godzilla and his his lackeys, they're all standardized yeah. size. Yeah. And so, and actually the, the latest one, the Gareth Edwards. Edwards? Evans is the raid. Edward. Yes. Uh, okay, so Gareth Edwards, his Godzilla yes. is actually technically the biggest there ever was. Right. And so as a result, the King Kong now that has to fight yeah. him is now the biggest Kong. The biggest there Kong, ever was yeah. By a huge margin. Yep. And it's just funny that that all of them are standardized, but Kong just has to get shifted yeah. around. Uh, which is so funny because the reason Kong has to get shifted around is because in the original one, he climbed the Empire State Building, yeah. which gives us an immediate sense of his scale. That then, as soon as we introduce other monsters, we're like, "Oh fuck that yeah, scale!" He's they're kicking down the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's he climbs them, they kick him down. He's he's like a house size. Yeah, standardly. I honestly would kind of be on board for the Godzilla versus King Kong movie that has a like original size King Kong that is just super acrobatic. So he's like climbing around oh. the the Godzilla. You know, like that would be kind of cool, actually. Like the, that would the, be cool using their scale to their advantage against each other. You Wingard, know? if you're listening. <laughs> Take I mean, notes. I think they already made that reference in that Kong movie where they're like, oh, and he's only a baby. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so I true. think he's going to be even fucking bigger in that movie, which, hey, I'm also excited for that. Unless they give him like Benjamin Button powers. Oh. And it goes the other way. I'll, this Just is the saying. most interesting thing that Wingard keeps saying about that movie is he keeps saying the other thing that I keep remembering that I'm excited to do is this movie is going to be about 40 to 50 years after that movie. What has nice. happened to Kong in that time? Nice. I, I love that thought. I d- just that thought is like just sparks my imagination. Is like, oh yeah, he could be fucking like damaged and tattered and weird, and you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like he'd be fucked up. Pretty excited for that. I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, and it's I Wingard, mean, so it'll be fucked up somehow. I'll watch any monster fight. If Kong fought goddamn Clifford, yeah, yeah, I'd watch I- it. into it. 
I'd watch it. He'd that, rip that thing's legs off. That's the monster like verse I'm waiting for. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah. <laughs> Clifford versus Mothra. Actually, Clifford versus Ghidorah, G- 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 yeah. whatever the thing is. I would specifically love a Clifford versus King Kong movie because then the whole thing could just be they keep changing sizes every yeah. fucking shot, both of them. Oh my God, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. All right, we've now talked about Clifford the Big Red Dog for like 15 minutes. Yeah, thanks for putting up with us yeah. for this atypical episode. Yes. But uh, hopefully we gave you a little bit of an insight into yes. the brains behind the uh, Philadelphia Unnamed Film Festival. Yep. And uh, I implore you to come out. It is not yes. something that you want to miss because if you do, you might have to wait a while before you see any of these wonderful films. Yep. And based on last year's pedigree, um, every single one of them is going to have something. I've been waiting all year for this. I'm yeah. like legitimately very excited. This is going to uh, be good. And I think you can just Google Philly Unnamed and it'll bring their website right up and mm. uh, you'll, you should be able to get more of the schedule and uh, tickets information there uh remember to follow those guys on twitter uh and you can follow our show on twitter at i like two movie that's the numeric two facebook.com slash i like two movie uh you can email us i like two movie at gmail.com tell us a movie you want us to watch um you know we got we'll, we'll have some pretty standard episodes coming up here in the future i know we've been doing some oddball ones here recently but we'll, we'll get back to just talking about some good old-fashioned movies unnamed film festival.com there you that go. is where you can find all of the information get tickets and everything yeah uh, and you can find me on twitter at filmadelphia that's with an f letterbox.com slash filmadelphia one day i will post another review there Oh, yeah, you're still sitting on Mad Max, too. I check your page every Dude, day waiting to see. I am like three weeks behind on that shit. Yeah. I got to catch Spend a night up. on it. Yeah. Holy God. Yeah. I'm behind from about a week ago, and it's, yeah, yeah got to catch up. But hey, you can find me everywhere Dan Scully, Letterboxd, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Check out Cinadelphia.com, uh, where you'll find uh, writing that we do there. And um, what else was there that I was going to promote? Oh, yes. <laughs> Duh. Uh, you guys should check out the Shame Files podcast oh, yeah. as well. I recently did an episode with them on It because the 1990 uh, miniseries was one of Jill's favorite movies. Yeah. And Ryan, having been a complete, uh, completely... Uh, not seen any it media mm-hmm. read the book watched the miniseries and then went to see the movie and then we all got together and talked it was about a very it. good episode and oh thank you thank yeah. you it was a lot of fun to record um i love stephen king which happy birthday too by the way oh yeah uh, it was the 70th birthday the other day so check that out yep. and then um i don't know <laughs> do i have to give a lead into the commercial for for joe's uh, podcast no we'll, we'll 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 drop a commercial here at some point yeah. for a, a friend of ours who's a previous guest on the show she did the exorcist with us uh, a year or two ago uh, in promotion of a movie she was doing called American Exorcist. Uh, known to us as Joe Pincushion then, but she's... What does she go by now? She, I don't know how to pronounce it, but we'll just put the commercial in because yes. she'll say it. Yeah, we'll, we'll drop a commercial in for her podcast that uh, is brand new and uh, you can listen to right now. Do you wake up every day to a blood-curdling scream coming from your lips? Afraid to get out of bed or even look at your phone to read the news you're not alone hello my name is joanna van thine and have i got the podcast for you it's called apocalypse Mm. no and it's a series of conversations with some of my favorite people about well whether or not we're living during the end times Sometimes we laugh about it, but mostly we cry. But today, it feels like anywhere, anything can go wrong. I remember through the election, I kept telling myself, you just have to get to November and this will all be over. I'm at the point where I'm like, Miami isn't going to exist in like 10 years, right? Like global warming is going to do us in pretty soon anyway. And every day 
is just so fucking weird. If you're looking for a podcast that can channel that apocalypse stress into some constructive laughter, then head on over to bitcomedy.co and subscribe to Apocalypse. Now, available wherever you get your podcasts. And then we'll come back to say goodbye. Uh, we, uh, I thought I had something else, actually. What, what hit my brain there for a second? Nothing. Who cares? Uh, let's wrap this up. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. So I was forward- forwarding you her commercial. Thank you. My name is Dan Scully, and I also like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie, because we, we like, like to movie. movie. Yeah.